Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. We are right smack dab in the middle of New York Knicks playoffs, New York Rangers, the Devils are tonight. Again, we have the NFL draft in a week, all squished in between the pre-NFL draft. So today, we'll be discussing... Our feelings on all that, plus, of course, Max Scherzer real quick with my boy Greg. But we'll also be dropping in on all the ridiculous Aaron Rodgers update news. Uh, some interesting stuff coming out of the Kalias Campbell search uh, with free agency. And we'll be talking about the NFL draft from rounds four through six. As we know, Joe Douglas doesn't believe in seventh-round picks. And for now, at least we are assuming that we're going to keep uh, four, five, six. And we won't be trading and moving around. Just some prospects that we like. Some names to keep an eye on. Uh, another way to get disappointed uh, when another team takes a player and then you start watching him and he starts screaming that you called it. Uh, yep. and also on the other side of that, a little bit of, oh, hey, I can't believe this person made it this far. He was killing every single Saturday in college football. So as always, as with me, I'm joined with my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the foundation. What up, Greg? How you doing, man? What's going on, John? Happy to be back. Happy to talk all things, you know, NFL draft as always. And yeah, this is the late, this is the late round. This is where you're taking some flyers, hoping for the best for some guys, trying to fill out those depth spots really for your roster. So, and we've talked a little bit about it, or we've talked a lot about it. There's not as many holes to fill for the Jets this season, which is great from a starting perspective, but there's plenty of depth pieces that we could use. So happy to dive into the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, as well as, you know, cover some trending topics shout out our guy's birthday this week holding down the left side the right side i need him back this year john i need him to play tackle for us makai beckton so um ready to go ready to talk to it let's go with the first topic what do you got for me well i'm listen i'm just trying not to be stressed out about the rangers i'm really not trying to think about the knicks until tomorrow uh where, where i'll be at the garden I'm just I'm just trying to you know stay calm before the NFL draft before the Jets draft and then all of a scale sudden, of one to ten how how nervous are you for the series for the Knicks just give me that if we don't win Game Three I am at a I'm at a seven seven out of ten worried if okay right now though I'm at right now I'm at a I'm at honestly I'm at a six and I got a five slash six we did what we were supposed to do. Uh, yeah. we're not going to win two games in Cleveland. Impossible. Uh, we won the first one. No pressure on the second game. I need to win game three. So there's no pressure on Sunday at one o'clock. It should be illegal <laughs> to have all the pressure I'm going to have Sunday at 1 PM. If we're down to one staring at the last home game, uh, I, I can't have that Rangers hooking it up for me. They beat the devils game one devils, uh, the comeback team of the year, uh, for NHL Rangers are primed for playoffs. The the guy the the guy we got from the Blues gets the first goal and we we absolutely yep. killed the Devils. Things are looking good over there, but yo, this Aaron Rodgers stuff, man. I I I, I I'm so sick of everyone talking about Aaron Rodgers. Just leave me alone. He's my quarterback. Stop talking to me about <laughs> it. But of course, I got in a million text messages, a million uh, forwards today, mostly revolved around Tiki Barber. 
I mean, it's the same story that WFAN is running, right? We got Craig yep. Carton, now we got Tiki Barber. They're running the same story, and it's the San Francisco 49ers are primed to get Aaron Rodgers. And then it's a nice little way for them to make fun of Sam Darnold. To like, Brock Purdy's not making it. Trey Lance is a little hurt. Oh, my God, you're going to start Sam Darnold. Listen, man, if if he goes to the San Francisco 49ers, I won't watch football for the rest of I won't watch football this year. How about that? Like, <laughs> I, That's how confident I am that's not going to happen. I, yep. it, it, they're not going to pay a guy $60 million check plus $15 million on the cap that they don't have plus draft assets. So one week before the draft for a guy who is literally not playing there, <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense, but I agree. Yeah. Did you have, do you have any quick thoughts about that? I, I, what, uh, I have actually more pertinent, more important and more, I would think actually moves the needle a little bit for the jet side when it does come to Aaron Rodgers. So we'll talk about that in a second, but did you have any uh, notes about Mr. Barber? I don't know. Not about Tiki, but I don't know what I'm more nervous about. Aaron Rodgers going to San Fran or Sam Darnold being good in a, in a <laughs> Shanahan offense. I don't know what would have Jets fan if Sam Darnold's all of a sudden go to the NFC Championship like San Francisco seems to do every season. Dude, I will he- buy a Sam Darnold jersey. I will buy a Sam Darnold San Francisco jersey if he brings it. I, yeah, I, I, I am rooting for him more than any other quarterback yeah. besides the Jets quarterbacks, honestly. Yeah, but nothing too much on Tiki. I mean, a lot of people, San Francisco has always been a name that's been thrown out there since the beginning of this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Um, you know, to me, I guess it makes sense because, you know, they're in a win now. They're, they have a win now team. They have traded away a lot of their picks. They're kind of going with the L.A. Rams style with trading all their picks, getting as many good players as they can, going for it. But to me, it seems like Aaron Rodgers wants to be a Jet. He's talked about being a Jet. It seems like this is a you know a destiny type thing, and we're just it's taking longer than it needs to take. It's taking longer than we want it to take. But at the end of the day, I really do believe that I'm still like 85, 90% sure Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet, and we're going to have a multiple MVP starting for us at quarterback this season. Yeah, I, I'm. I am not worried at all. I think it's ridiculous. I think the, it's funny that the San Francisco 49ers keep coming up. I'm, I saw. I saw a quick one with the Tennessee Titans as well. Uh, they were. Yeah. We're just. We're just. We are trying to rewind two, three, four weeks back to try to get some narrative back, but there's no narrative. He's coming to the Jets. Sorry, Green Bay. Sorry, rest of the league. Uh, we're not giving up a first, and he's coming. Let's just figure it all out. The only quick news uh, there is. Another rumor, I don't know how much I believe this, but Woody Johnson is the one that backed out once he saw the Aaron Rodgers interview talking about how he was 90% uh, retired going into the uh, while he was in the darkness, just like you said, that concerned you as well. Uh, yeah, and that's why he wants the competition back, and that's where the, you know the the talk you know they're having trouble with. We want competition back if he doesn't come back the next year in 2024 slash 25. Meanwhile, they're like, okay, then we're not going to have a condition on the second round. Uh, and it's just going to be a guaranteed first next year, which I don't know how I feel about all that. Uh, I want it to be a first-round pick anyway, regardless, because they, if, if the incentive is anything less than a Super Bowl, like I, I, I want to give up a first-round pick next year. For sure. But that's just me. Where there is some news that I believe does kind of move the needle on – the Aaron Rodgers side here is the Kalias Campbell free agency news came out today. Rich Samini, uh, definitely a good source of the ESPN reporter for the New York Jets, been there since the New York Titans. He had a nice little tweet uh, 
quote from Campbell, it was kind of crazy because Aaron Rodgers texted me. He's like, yo, man, let's get let's go win a championship together. And then Rich Tamini tweeted, good news to the Jets fans. AR appears invested in team. Bad news still wasn't enough to Lane Campbell, who says ATL offered chance to be a quote unquote true defensive end. Which listen, man, that changes everything for me. And it's super positive for me on the Kalias Campbell note. We offered money to Fletcher Cox. He decided he's going back to the Philadelphia Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl. No, and they got Jalen Hurts back. No problem. And Kelsey back on, on a one-year deal, presumably. Yep. We got Kalias Campbell, who honestly it was disappointing that he did not choose the Jets instead of the Falcons. And now, especially with the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the one that was enticing him to do. That's a plus for me. And also, we actually need a defensive tackle. If you don't want to be defensive tackle, you want to be defensive end. Like, we are packed at that position. We got Jermaine Johnson and Carl Lawson. Like, we don't need a veteran for X amount of millions of dollars if they say it was more, if they say they matched whatever it was. It's a lot of money to have as almost a backup in a situational type deal. Bryce Huff is still there. Yeah, he'd be a rotational piece, and it sounds like he doesn't want to be a rotational piece. He wants to be an every-down player, which, if that's the case, that's fine. It's a great spot that we're in that we don't have that to offer. So I'm happy about that. To your point, I'm really happy that Aaron Rodgers is out here recruiting on our behalf. So to me, again, that kind of negates the worries about San Francisco and other teams and more just solidifies that my confidence at the 85-90% confidence rate Aaron Rodgers is going to be starting for us week one. I'm 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 truly, truly not worried about it. Um, we're at the point now where, of course, it is draft season. But yo, yep. there are still some players that are available as free agents. Like, obviously, Taylor Lewan is there. We've been talking about him for a while, which means we'll also get Will Compton. So I don't know about all that. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but there's also Leonard Floyd, uh, outside linebacker. He's still available. Uh, there's some wide receivers on the market, like Kenny Galladay. I don't know. Just he's not he's he's not going to be commanding millions of dollars. There's just some plug and play pieces, in my, in my opinion. There's uh Ningaku, who every single year is rumored to come to the New York Jets. He's a free agent right now. Nobody wants him. Uh, Robert Quinn is still available. Uh, Shaq Griffin is around. Davion Clowney. I'm not going to talk about the Jets guys who are still around. George Vaughn, Connor McGovern, who I think will ultimately end up back on the New York Jets. Uh, but that's again different story, different day. Any thoughts about any of these guys? I think Miles Jack hasn't even been signed too, uh, from Pittsburgh. No, I mean I think you know we still have money to spend, so we need to get the Aaron Rodgers thing ironed out, figured out, and Don says where we can really sit back and say, okay, what do we what do we have to spend cap wise? Um, and then yeah, I think we need a couple pieces. We've talked about center a lot. I think that's priority number one for us right now, trying to figure that out because. You know, bringing in Aaron Rodgers is great, but having a center is also very critical for this offense this season. And after that, to me, it's, you know, sure, we're going to we're going to sign some veteran guys to round out some positions. Could we use a number three wide receiver? Sure. Could we use, you know, another linebacker, another defensive lineman? Sure. Um, But at that point, it's, you know, mixing and matching through the draft and through free agency to kind of round out this roster. I don't see anyone right now that's a free agent that's like, we must go out and get this guy kind of guy. Devin White, you know, we talked about him seeking a trade last week. That's something to me that stood out a little bit. To me, that would be a priority because he's still young. He's on his rookie contract. He's won a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes. He's in a position of need at linebacker for us. I think we need to, you know, round out this linebacker group. So 
that's the one that sticks out to me. That would be a trade, obviously, not just a free agent signing. So to me, none of those names, all those names are names I recognize and nice names. I don't think anyone stood out to me as like, we must go sign this type of guy. Yeah. What about I mean, you? It- Anthony Barr is still around there, so that, that that that's a funny one for me. I mean, Leonard Leonard Floyd's interesting, but he's an outside linebacker. There's, nobody here is, you know, ne- is completely necessary. But, dude, Quan yep. Alexander is a name that is, is is on my list, dude. Every time I see Quan Alexander's name on this list, I, I, like, circle it. He knows the deal. He was good in our system. He just wants money and some playing time. I think we could find it for him. Um, yeah. There's one name I wanted to run by you because we're about to do – uh, some names that we like that hopefully land on the Jets in rounds four through six. Yep. And, of course, there's wide receivers on those lists, right? But before sure. we get into what we think is going to happen in the first and second round, how about this guy named Julio Jones, Greg? What are you going to do if Julio Jones is up on the Jets to play with uh, Aaron Rodgers? Because we all know Randall Cobb is coming. I'd be very excited for four or five weeks, and then after that he'd be <laughs> off. he'd be on the sidelines, and it'd be fine. I mean, I don't know what else to say about Julio Jones. Dude gets hurt every season for five years straight. It's like signing Odell Beckham. It's like, uh, you know, okay, he'll be good for a couple weeks. Odell is getting a lot of money, man, a lot of money to hang out. If, if, God if bless that's him. That's your case. <laughs> All right, God so bless him. today we're talking about rounds four through six. Yeah. Greg, in our scenario, we have to we have to come up with some ground rules here. Okay. We, we're getting rid of one of our second round picks. Sure. So, and we have to agree on the first round and the second round so that we could at least go through uh, the four, five, six together in uh, in some sort of fashion here. Just some players we like. And it, of course, it's subject to change. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that even if we do keep the second, we trade down and hopefully grab a, you know, a third, you know, late second, maybe a third, something like that. I don't know how exactly it's going to work out. Maybe yeah. trade somebody else for a third and get back in there because there's a lot of players liking the third here, which we'll talk about as quote unquote steals in the fourth. But it's really just me liking some players in the third. <laughs> yeah, hope they <laughs> drop twenty spots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you like in the first for the Jets? First, I like uh, we we talked about last week. I I like any of the tackles. I I think we're gonna need someone. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but the guy out of Georgia is my number one guy right now. Patrick Jones. Yeah, Roderick. Jones. That's Let's all I've been watching, man. That's all I've been watching. All I've been watching is like, I'm so happy we went from watching quarterback tape every five every five seconds to now watching offensive line tape. Back where I'm supposed to be, back you know, back where it's fun. Like where we're just like watching offensive line maul each other, and I'm like, yes, I want this guy. Oh no, this guy's hands. Oh, his guy's arms. He's not fast enough. Which scheme? I'm so happy we're back there instead of judging. You know. Uh, if Anthony Richardson's throw hit the ceiling on purpose or, or yeah. not, whether that matters, I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, so give, give me Broderick Jones in the first round. I think him, any of the tackles there combined Johnson, with Skaronsky yeah, Mc- and Wright from Tennessee. Yep, any of those four guys combined with, um, you know, Makai Becton, who's hopefully healthy. Um, uh, the guy who played left tackle first last year was hurt. And he played Dwayne through Dwayne Brown. Brown. He's good. So those, you, you mentioned Mikai Beckton. You mentioned Mikai Beckton's happy you birthday. You also said Fant real quick. I think if we get Fant back too, those four guys give us a really great tackle unit. So you mentioned Mikai Beckton's happy birthday tweet. Yeah. Uh, and he, today he was commenting that he wants – I mean, he retweeted. I'm not going to, you know, go overboard on it. But he wants – he retweeted some, something saying, that's my starting left tackle, man. 
Do you think he cares about moving from left to right? He did play right at Louisville. Uh, but do you think he wants a left tackle job? He doesn't give a damn if Dwayne Brown's there with his shoulder on on his veteran last year deal for 15 mil? I would assume that he does. But at this point in his career, I don't think he really has an option. He has to play. He has to demonstrate that he can stay healthy and play at a high level, whether it's the right or left side. I'm sure every tackle wants to be the left tackle because that's where the money is. You're making 8 to $10 million more at left tackle than you are right tackle per season. So if you sign a five-year deal, you're making $40 million more, something like that, depending on the contract. Like, yeah, you want to play left tackle. That's the pre- Left tackle is the premium position. Um, I just don't think he has, you know, I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't have two legs to stand on, but he doesn't have a good, you know, <laughs> hit right now. So he needs to get healthy. He needs to play a full season. And then, sure, if he's healthy and he plays really well, left tackle, right tackle, put him at left tackle. You know, Dwayne Brown's not here forever. He's looking to retire. So we're going to need someone for the long term. Yeah, and so shout-out to Badlands, first of all. Go subscribe on their Patreon. And shout-out to Connor Rogers, uh, who put out his big board today. Um, He has uh, Skaronsky as the fifth on his big board. Paris Johnson, eleven. Who hopefully, you know, we saw his interview about wanting to play on, on, in somewhere warm and with no taxes. So looking like Vegas, but we'll see. Broderick Jones getting in there at 15. The Jets draft at 13. And then Darnell Wright rounding out at 28. So what do you think about our second round pick? Which, again, we've been talking a lot of, a lot of talk about uh, some centers out there. But we see what the Jets are trying to do. The Jets are trying to add wide receivers. The Jets are trying to add defensive tackles. We traded for a safety, so at least that's there. What do you think is their plan at at round two? If Also, they know they're not drafting against all round four. Yeah, I mean, I did the first round pick, so I don't want to just hog the whole draft. If you want to pick someone that you have in the second round, um, that's completely fine with me. Uh, You know, I think if we don't go center here, because there's a couple guys that we talked about last week that could go, you know, I think there's opportunity for a linebacker or a defensive lineman here. Cause I, we need, we need someone to line up with, and it, with the second round pick, you're looking at a starter. Um, we need someone to line up with um, Q will in the middle. We need a linebacker to start for us this season. So I, you know, a name I threw out there last year was, or last week was drew Sanders from Arkansas. A little bit undersized uh, weight-wise, but 6'5", has a good nose for the ball, you know, so just has to put on a few pounds if he's going to play at the NFL level, which I'm sure he can. Um, played in Arkansas, came coming out the SEC, played good competition throughout his career. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if we're, if we're drafting, if we're not drafting a center, I, I think defensive line or a linebacker position makes the most sense. What do you think? Yeah, so jumping to um, Connor's Connor Rogers' draft board, he has John Michael Schmitz, the center out of Minnesota, at twenty six. He's got the Ohio State kid, the center, uh, and Joe Tittman back to back, sixty one, sixty two. So just based on that, I mean, he has JMS as a first round pick. So yeah. I mean, I, I I get it. I wonder if. Joe Douglas would take two straight linemen back to back, first and second round, especially if you're sitting out the third. 
if it's if it's not John Michael Schmitz, I don't want Joe Tittman. I know at this point he's been projected sometimes in the first round. Yeah. But dude, I'm not reaching for a center in the second round. That's just that's just not how I'm gonna play it. Yeah. So if so if it's John Michael Schmitz, I get it and I'm happy with it. Right. Aaron Rodgers wants to play with a rookie. He's cool with it. He's there's not a doubt in my mind that they will have discussed the at least John Michael Schmitz and Joe Tittman and throw in Luke Weipler to with Aaron Rodgers. There's no way. Okay. There's no way. I think they I think they talked way more centers with him, like late round ones, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But there's no way they're not going to discuss that with him. They're rookies. He's going to ask them what they're looking for. We need this is a you know all in year. Sure. When it comes to defensive players, though, here you talked about Sanders from Arkansas. Uh, Rogers has him at uh, 52 on his big board. He has Trenton Simpson at 34 from Clemson, who is reminding me a lot of Darren Lee, a little worrisome for me. And then there's Jack Campbell from Iowa, the linebacker, listed at 25 for Connor Rogers. Has always been being talked about being a first-round pick, but at this point, it kind of feels like he's going to land in the second round. It's really hard for me to see the Jets passing on Jack Campbell if he's sitting there. Honestly, I, okay. I, I can't imagine it happening. I like that. I, I agree that we need a linebacker, so let's take Campbell. But if it's not if it's J, if it's not JMS or Campbell, we have to trade down, in my opinion. Okay, what, I like that. What do you like? So this is, again, this is my opinion. It's not like. I uh, I I know maybe Zay Flowers will be there, you know, the wide receiver. You yeah. you might be able to get some value stuff here and there. Maybe the running backs really haven't started going yet, besides B. John Robinson. I I I this, this is a deep tight end class. I get it all. There's some there's some interesting guards out there too. Like maybe Osiris Torrance from Florida still around. Who knows? I, I still would rather have the premium pick at the position. Give me Jack Campbell, give me JMS, or just get out of there. I like that. So, yeah, let's go Jack Campbell for this. We'll take a linebacker in a second. All right, cool. So we're jumping to rounds four through six for the Jets. Greg, the Jets are officially on the clock here, sitting at pick number 112. Oh, what a bummer, man. Go from 13, <laughs> 43, <laughs> 112. God, we have to get in earlier than that. I believe in Joe Douglas. He will get in earlier than that especially if we're going all in this year. I really do truly believe that. And we're going to value next year's draft way less. But anyway, as it stands now, pick 112. Any any inkling here? Anybody that you are just hoping you're going to be staring at from pick 80, just hoping that he drops, getting mad every time they start talking about, about him on one of the broadcasts because he wanted to drop? Uh, <laughs> anybody that you think will definitely be there that the Jets just grab no matter what in the in the fourth round? No, that's usually like more like second and third round guys, day two guys. Once you get to day three, um, you know, there's guys that I like, but there's no one that I'm like praying he falls. I mean, last year, last draft, it was the punter um, late in the round. So I think we needed a punter and, you know, that didn't work out well for Buffalo. But other than that, there's no one that I've seen so far. I don't have a punter here on my board for fourth, fifth, and Next sixth year. round. Next yeah. year, baby, the punter from Iowa, he's coming. But ne- yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that next year. Yeah, so for this year, there's no one really in any of these rounds that I'm like, we have to get this guy or have him circle. Okay, so I have a, I have two players that if they fall, I'm gonna, 
maybe I'm projecting on you then, Greg, because there's a couple players here that if they're sitting there in, in the third, end of the third, I'm going to be scratching and clawing at my screen, uh, hoping that they drop and that nobody sees. I'm going to be really upset if they come up on the bottom, like top prospects left or like, you know, remaining, you know, big sure. board and, and they're on there. I'm going to be start getting upset about it. Number one is Noah Sewell, the linebacker from Oregon. I'm hoping somehow he just drops. Trenton Simpson, supposed to be – we mentioned him in the second round. Uh, apparently, he's listed as a third-rounder. So, you know, if he's listed as a third-rounder, maybe he could drop again, right? The linebacker from Clemson, if he's there in in the, in the fourth, I love that. Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois. You know, one of these picks has to be a safety, in my opinion. Round four, round five, round six. We cannot go into next season with what we have. Like, just give me at least uh, – an inkling of a prospect like Tony Adams is cool. I'm glad he's there, but let's get another inkling of like, Hey, like we have somebody else successing whitehead. Who's on his last year. Maybe we'll resign him. But right now he's, he's as it stands on his last year, Chuck Clark needs a new deal. Like we're get, things are going to have to start getting moving. You know what I mean? In the safety position. Sure. So for me that in the, in, in the fourth, that's then I think there's a third round pick that I'm hoping drops is Sidney Brown, the safety from Illinois. So I got those are like my hopefuls. I really like Xavier Hutchinson too, the wide receiver from Iowa State. I I, I feel like he, I was really excited for him uh, when it came to the Senior Bowl stuff. I thought his stock was going to really really rise. Shout out to Mojo, got him there. But it's really been kind of quiet on the Xavier Hutchinson, you know, part. But he was a beast at Iowa State, dude. And we have the Brees Hall connection. We like Iowa State players. Xavier Hutchinson was a beast. All four of these guys were absolute beasts on Saturdays this year. And so those are my steals. If we're talking r- rational, like if we're talking like, hey, just calm down and tell me who you like in the fourth and don't get ahead of yourself. For me, that's when we finally address the wide receiver. You know, in our hypothetical, okay. we, we took the offensive tackle in the first round. On, in the second round, we either we touched on either the center or the linebacker in JMS or Jack Campbell. No matter what. We are looking for a wide receiver. I want to draft a wide receiver in the fourth round. There is a plethora of wide receivers that I absolutely love. There's Jaden Reed from from Michigan State. Absolute beast, dude. He was killing it all year. There's Rashi Rice from SMU, who his stock happens to go down to, I don't know why, after the draft, but he was a monster at SMU. We know SMU is wide receiver U. And this last guy who, I mean, honestly, like, Poor you, because I've been I've been screaming at you about this guy for uh, for months now, and so that's a wide receiver from Princeton, Andrea Yusava. Yep, um, he is the the track star from 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 Ivy League. Broke every record in the, in the that he was participated in in the track. You have to look up what uh, a, a certain marathon was because I think it was like sixteen stops. <laughs> on, on his, <laughs> like, I, I, he's an absolute athletic freak. Uh, I was upset that he wasn't on Mojo because you can't have Jersey colleges in Mojo because it's only allowed in Jersey. That kind of uh, betting yep. stuff. But dude, I can't. I can't wait to buy his stock. Uh, I would love if he's on the Jets. I would love. He reminds me of Christian Watson. Christian Watson w- was, you know, from North Dakota. Uh, he had the he had the same type of build. He wasn't as fast. He had the same type of build though, and he just got hype during the Senior Bowl, and he just jumped up from being a fourth round to being a second round. And Green Bay took him to line up with Aaron Rodgers. He's my, like, if if I'm circling somebody that I would really be excited about, it's him. But if if we get Jaden Reed in here, 
I'd be really hyped too, man. Any any of the steals that I mentioned in the beginning, no Sewell, Trent, Simpson, those are the linebackers, of course, if we don't get Jack Campbell. Uh, wide receivers, Xavier Hutchinson, Rashi Rice, uh, Yeshova from Princeton, Jaden Reed from Michigan State, and the safety, Sidney Brown from Illinois to, to round that all out. I like it. I'm with you at the uh, safety position. I agree. I had two guys that were kind of uh, I I noticed and I circled because they played at big time schools. You know that I love that. I'm a sucker for SEC players, people that played in big games. Know that big game feel because on in the NFL, every Sunday is a big game. You you have to get used to it if you're not used to it. Sometimes these you know small school guys that have incredible measurables just don't translate when it comes to the NFL. So um, I looked at Jordan Battle, safety from Alabama. Not the most incredible, um, like, measurables as far as, like, combine, pro day, all that stuff went. But you're talking about a starting player for the defense at Alabama. He played uh, his junior year, moved up his senior year, Um Overall ratings on some of these websites have him rated pretty high in a few different categories, you know, pass defense, run defense, tackling. Um, But just overall, I think kind of disappointed at the combine when it came to measurables. To me, I don't believe that measurables are the end all be all. But still, if you're that type of guy, I guess that could be a little bit concerning. The other is Jay Ward safety at LSU. I agree with you that Sidney Brown drops from Illinois. You know, Illinois had a pretty good defense the last few years. I think they had a safety go early last year, too. Um, Jay Ward, again, LSU player. Um, not great on the measurables again. He was, you know, 97th percentile on the broad jump. Um, but still, nothing else kind of stood out. With both these guys, they've received multiple awards throughout their throughout their career. Um Leadership has been highlighted for both of them. And I think we all know as Jets fans, it seems like Joe Douglas likes to target, you know, captains and leaders, especially in these later type rounds. So I think that stood out to me. If we don't go linebacker, I feel like I'm kind of targeting position groups with this fourth round for what I saw as value. I think there's some value in that safety position. We've named three so far that I think could be pretty good in that fourth round. Um, for me, linebacker kind of stood out. Um, there's two is Henry Tutu out of Alabama. I thought he stood out to me as far as I noticed. I watched his highlights yesterday, and there's a lot of times where it's just him and another guy. When the ball gets snapped, it's just him and another guy in that linebacker position because the guy that lined up to start the possession kind of ended up going with a wide receiver, someone in motion, and was more of a coverage kind of nickel cornerback or whatever you want to call it. And to me, that that stood out because it seems like we run a lot of that. We run a lot of two linebacker sets. So he's used to playing with two linebackers. He's used to being the linebacker that goes in to stop a run or the linebacker that has to cover someone out of the backfield because the other linebacker is doing the other tasks. So um, he's he should be there when we pick. A guy that I like that might fall is Owen Poppy out of Auburn. And he stood out for two reasons. Um, both of these guys are a little undersized. Poppy's six foot, 225, not the greatest. Uh, 2261, 227, not the greatest, you know, size wise for a linebacker. So, again, they're going to have to put on a little muscle. But 
his measurables at the combine and at the pro day were insane. 99th percentile, 40 time ran a 4.39 for a linebacker. 95th percentile for the 10 yard dash. 92nd percentile for the broad jump, and 94th percentile for the bench press. So while he might have to put on quote unquote put on some pounds to play linebacker, 94th percentile bench press, like he's strong. So um, pops off the tape. At Auburn, again, played in the SEC, played big-time games, played against big-time competition week in, week out. Um, And again, for his ratings kind of jump compared to the other linebackers in the fourth round on a lot of these different websites. So, you know, if he can fall a couple picks, I think he's projected to go like early fourth round or late third round in the 90-ish range. We're picking 112. If he can fall a couple spots, that's someone that, you know, I'm pretty happy with addressing the linebacker, addressing the safety position, getting that rounded out. Because to your point, hopefully, you know, like we said in this draft, we take a second overall pick at linebacker, fourth round, we're, we're drafting for depth. I just don't we think it's happening. Depth. I don't think that second round linebacker thing is going to happen, no matter what. I just, I just, I think, I think they're going to go with JMS instead, if, if they yeah. had that option. If they have the option, but if not, then, you know, then we take a linebacker in the second round. And here in the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, we're drafting for depth. So we're going to need linebackers. We're going to need depth at the safety position, to your point. So let's address those two positions. You talked about wide receiver. I agree with that as well. We're going to need some wide receiver depth. I address that later on in the draft, but we're going to need it eventually. I mean, honestly, the wide receiver, it's a luxury, but I, I, it's just what the Jets are looking at. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking, we're, honestly, if we're, if we're going to, if we're going to really talk why the Jets would jump into the third round, it's to maybe get the linebacker from Washington State, Dayon Henley. I think they love him. Uh, mm-hmm. He came, you know, I, I think that's really one guy to keep an eye on for the Jets. They, they've been all over him. And for me, I haven't heard any news about the Jets or anything. I love Dorian Williams, the linebacker from Tulane. He was so damn good this year, man. But he was in Tulane. I get it. Um, But, yeah, uh, Dayon Henley, the linebacker from Washington State, I I, I truly think that they might – if he's there, he's ours in the the fourth round. He's 87 on Connor Rogers' big board. He also has him as a uh, priority position and scheme fit. So okay. I mean, he he thinks the Jets like him too. He also the, the other linebacker he has is Trent Simpson as a as a scheme fit uh, for the Jets. So good man. Let's go with let, let, let's do a consensus here, just real quick, just just, just in our little in our little game here. What do you want to go with in, in in the fourth round with no surprises? Uh, let's take one of the safeties. Let's take Sidney Brown. Then uh, it's a reach, sure. honestly. It's in my opinion, it's a reach. That's fine, but if he's there, we're gonna take him. All right, let's do it. Hopefully not, but let's do it. Do you think the Washington State linebacker is gonna be there? No, right? I don't think so. All right, so let's go Sydney Brown. Just, 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 just so we could say we have a bad draft. All right, round five. We, but dude, Jordan Battle could be available in the fifth round. Could be. I mean, if any of those guys that we listed in the fourth round is available in the fifth round, I'm taking them. So. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I because if Jordan battles, you want you would do double safety again, a kind of uh, Jamal Adams, Marcus May type deal. <laughs> I think uh, it depends because now now I don't know how many safeties we're gonna have at, at on yeah. the roster. We had five safeties on the roster. It seems like a lot. Um, but again, we're gonna we're gonna need to address it. To your point, like Tony Adams, uh, Whitehead's gonna gonna be gone eventually. The 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 safety that we picked up this year, I don't think he's on a rookie deal. 
So we're going to need some young blood eventually. Um, I don't know if I would go back to back, but, you know, if, if we like someone in the fourth round, and they're there in the fifth round. I, I, I would just take the best player available. Yeah, I'm going with Jaden Reed. I Perfect. I'm going to go Jaden Reed in, in, in the fourth and, and in the fifth. It's a possibility that uh, Andrew Voorhees, the guard slash uh, offensive tackle from USC, might be there. That might be a nice pick for us if he's around. Alex Forsyth, the center from Oregon, who I was watching during the season, like, okay, this guy could be our center. Uh, he's going to be there. But if Jordan Battle is there in the fifth round, I'm 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 writing that card in just as fast as uh, the Vikings wrote in the card for Justin Jefferson. I know it sounds silly because it's the fifth round, but honestly, I'm not even thinking twice. If Jordan Battle's there in the fifth, I'm taking him. I like it. Do you have <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on the fifth round? Any player specifically in your head? Any position that you want to go to with how? We've been going through. I know you want Jordan Battle if he's there. I mentioned uh, Forsyth and Forhees, both uh, offensive linemen. You said you had some wide yeah. receivers at the end here? Yeah, in the sixth round I do. For the fifth round, what stood out to me was linemen. We're going to need some depth. I talked earlier about those, you know, if we can get those four offensive tackles uh, with signing fan and drafting someone in the first round. To me, that gives us good tackle depth. I think we still need some guard depth. I don't know what AVT's health is going to be coming into the season with that he's weird fine bro he's fine I know, he's walking in there day one Bryce Hall, I see people can you know Brees Hall is going to be ready week one <laughs> I, I need everyone just to take it easy I need everyone to help <laughs> 15 I don't care about week one so I just need everyone to calm down take it easy if we could take a guard here we could take you know someone here that could fill out a depth role at either defensive line or offensive line I'm happy with that. There's a few names at the offensive line that kind of stood out to me. Um, one is Ricky Stromberg. He's a center at Arkansas. Again, SEC guy. I like that pedigree. Started at that center. We talked about taking a center earlier in the draft. So if we do that, maybe we don't double up at center here in the fifth round. But if we don't end up taking a center, we go with Jack Campbell because JMS is gone. And we sign a veteran center. We're going to need a young guy to back him up and be ready for him. And what stood out to me is just athleticism. 94th percentile in the broad jump, 92nd percentile in the vertical, 83rd percentile in the three-cone drill. He can move. He can play. Um, he just doesn't lack – he lacks the confidence out in space as a center when he's pulling. And I think that's okay with a fifth-round pick who's good at just – you know, he likes – he prefers run blocking, which, again, most linemen do – but as a young guy, not being as confident in pass protection, I think is okay. This is a fifth-round guy, someone who's going to be second or third on the depth chart. He's going to take, hopefully, a couple seasons to get to that starter position. But um, he's a little bit on the thinner side, a little bit on the smaller side, which I do believe is where the NFL is moving to. You know, 306 is the weight, 6'3", at, you know, at center. Not these six seven towering guys. But again, for a center, usually, you know, 6'3", 6'4". Not the worst. Um, his measurables, you know, the ones that I highlighted were great. The other ones were kind of middle of the pack, which, again, is all right for me. Um, like I said, SEC guy, I like that. If we need a center late in the draft, fifth round, someone that we can build, I like him. If we need a tackle that we can build on, dude, break, Blake Freeland from BYU I know there's the BYU stench from Zach Wilson. We've talked about BYU guys a lot, 
But when I saw this this report card, dude, it stood out to me like crazy. 93rd percentile in the 10-yard, 99th percentile in the broad jump. I think he set the record for broad jump. 100% in vertical. I believe he set the record for vertical. 94th percentile in the 40-yard dash. This dude is an absolute freak athletically. 6'8", 302. So he's slender, 6'8", at the combine, not 6'8", on his report card. 6'8", actually at the combine. Here's his awards. I'll go through it quick so I know we want to keep this moving. Third team, all AP. At a BYU to be third team, all AP, I think that's incredible in 2022. All independent first team, which is his conference, sure. College football network, offensive lineman of the year. All independent first team last year as well. All pro football network, all independent first team offense last year as well. True freshman, started seven games, great. In high school, six-time all-state track and field player. 28-team All-State basketball player, high school champion in the shot put and javelin. This dude is a freak <laughs> in high school, in college. Again, the athleticism is there. Not as confident, a little wonky in his movement, not great technique, but we're taking a guy here in the fifth round. That could translate to something. He has the physical capability. I love it. And then finally on the defensive line, he played edge more, so I think this is going to be an edge position for him, a rotational piece. Maybe like Jermaine Johnson was for us last year. Probably is not going to have the big impact that we saw Jermaine Johnson have when he was healthy last year in his first year. But it's Moro Ojimo out of Texas. Oh, and let's go. What stood out was his wingspan, dude. The guy is long, 83-inch arms, had a couple strips this year, um, and his run defense is strong. He graded 98th percentile on a lot of these uh, rankings for run defense. And run defense is something we have to address this season. So for me, if it's offensive line, defensive line, the fifth round, that's where I'm focused on. And it's going to be a building block for a lot of these guys. We're going to have to develop. They're rough around the edges, but we're okay with that in the fifth round. So listen, I love the break, the Blake Freeland stuff. I've been screaming sure. his name out for a while. I was hyped when he was in the senior bowl. Watch all that stuff. He got absolutely crushed. This is your bowl, which is fine, yeah. right? But it, that's why he has all these stats. He's breaking the vertical record, and he's still in the fourth round. Um, he, I mean, he gets to his gaps so fast, and that's the best part of it. But I don't know, man. I don't know if he's going to really do it in the NFL. He's a swing tackle. He's a right tackle. Great. I mean, the, I I agree with your assessment. Like it, it is, it is. We're now talking fifth round pick. Right. Yeah. He's, he's projected to the fourth. He's now in the fifth. We take him. I like that. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. I'm wondering if the Jets instead go defensive tackle, kind of like you mentioned. There is there is a lot of yeah. defensive tackles there. Um, they're obviously in the running for one. And I feel like it's packed in the fourth and through the sixth round. Like Byron Young from Alabama, he's there, 6'3", almost 300 pounds. His, he has 11-inch hands, which is, like, one of the biggest, I'm pretty sure, Crazy. out of the defensive yeah. tackles. Um, two passes batted down. I love the passes batted down. That stuff is huge. Yeah. Uh, those people that make that much. Because that means they're athletic. That means they, act, they actually could move. They know what's going on. And I like they're, not giving up, they're not giving up on plays. And, you know, they jump 40 times to knock down two passes. So they're doing yeah. it a lot more. It's not like you jump twice and batted two times. He's doing it a lot to get those two passes blocked. So. Yeah, I love to see that. 
And on the other hand, there's Dante Stills, the defensive tackle from West Virginia, 6'4", yeah. 290. Um, his 40 time is 4.85. He's a speedster. The problem is he's kind of like a little bit of a tweener with his 286 uh, he's listed at. Uh, he had 26 tackles, four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and a pass broken up last year. I, I, I wouldn't mind him late here uh, if, if they're going defensive tackle. But again, we're in the weeds here. We're in the fifth round. You know what I mean? Hopefully, we grab yeah. the wide receiver. Hopefully, this is just really depth pick here, right? If Jordan battles there, obviously, we're taking him. If not, one of these defensive tackles, that would be amazing. But I'm going to tell you what, man. Most of my favorite players are in round six. Players that I was watching all year. Players I was like, yo, I can't wait to see where they're going. We're in round six. And I'm going to start that off. With Dwayne McBride from UAB, the running back, and Tajay Spears, the running back from Tulane. If one of those guys are there, dude, I am freaking out if we're not drafting one of those guys. Of course, there's a safety, Jason Taylor from Oklahoma State, if he's around still, if we didn't address the safety yet. This Colby Wooden, defensive ends from Auburn. Again, if we didn't address it at all, uh, <laughs> offensive tackle or an edge. You know, if Luke Van Ness somehow slipped through the cracks, <laughs> um, then, you know, to the second round, I'm sure we'll grab him, but. I don't. I don't really see us grabbing an edge for a while, so Colby Wooden's yeah. okay there. But dude, one of the running backs, please, Greg, please. Yeah, I'm with all of that. For me, the sixth round is where I'm targeting wide receiver, and to me, it's it's you know, it's just a death piece. He's going to be the sixth wide receiver on the team. He's going to play special teams. He's not going to suit up, but it's someone that can hopefully. You want measurables, and you want someone that's had flashes that can try to translate. The first thing that stood out to me is Ronnie Bell from Michigan, just because I feel like I've been watching him for like five years. Um, you know, I, we bet on Michigan. We talk winning picks weekly about Michigan a lot. I've been on Michigan. I've been off Michigan season to season. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's a little undersized. You know, he's coming in at six foot at the combine, but uh, vertical 84th percentile, 10-yard 80th percentile. Um, however, the 40 yard 36 percentile, so doesn't have that top line speed is quick can jump. I notice a lot of jump balls for him at Michigan, especially in that end zone. And at six foot, sometimes it's pretty damn impressive to see him come down with it. I don't know if that's going to translate to the NFL, but he's a big time player that's played in big time games. They've had to lean on him. He hasn't had the best quarterback at Michigan and he's played pretty well to the point where he's going to be drafted at some point. Um, next week. So congrats to him. It's been a long, long career at Michigan and, <laughs> you know, they've had some up and down. So, um, I'm looking at him. Another couple names that stood out to me is, um, Wicks out of Virginia. Again, six, one, not the biggest guy, good arm span, good vertical, had some great jump balls again at, at, at uh, uh, Virginia, but just overall consistent player, someone for a depth spot. And then the last thing that stood out to me as far as like measurables and athletic score goes, he again is in the sixth, seventh round ish on some boards, but his athletic scores popped off the charts is Matt Landers out of Arkansas. Again, SEC player, 6'4, 200. When you watch his tape, if you don't know he's not a first round pick, he looks like he could be a first round pick. Like there's a lot of things to work on for him, pointing the ball running good routes, getting good releases. Again, we're looking at a developmental guy. But when you actually put on the tape and see him, it's like, oh, this guy could be something. Again, 6'4", 200, has great measurables in the combine in the pro days. So 
Um, just didn't have the full production in Arkansas that you want. But I think part of that scheme with Jefferson, he runs a lot. He sets records for rushing and passing. So um, he was great, though, when he transferred over to Arkansas, had a great season. So, again, if you're looking for a late-round flyer, 6'4", big guy that can run, give me Matt Landers. All right. So, assuming no major upsets, what do you got for round four, round five, round six? Let's wrap this up. Yeah, I would go uh, safety at four. So I would go with either water battle. Let's go battle. Uh, fifth round, I would think about Stromberg there at center just because I think we're going to need a depth spot. I think that JMS is going to go early. And to your point, if we don't trade back and take Tittman, I think there's a chance we come out of this draft without a, without a center until the fifth round. So I wow. think we take a depth piece here. You think you think we're going to miss out on JMS in the second round? Like he's not even going to be there? I think I think there's a shot. I think there's a shot he goes late in the first, early earlier in the second than we pick. I think there's definitely a chance at that. And then for the sixth round, uh, honestly, I would go Bell just because of the pedigree at Michigan. But if not, I kind of like I'm. I've been really falling in love with this Matt Landers guy. I can't wait to see what he does in the NFL if he can translate. Because again, it's a sixth, seventh round pick. Those guys often don't make it, you know, into everyday starters, but he has a build for it. So, and he played at Arkansas. So he played against some good competition. So um, give me Bell, though, at wide receiver. A little bit smaller guy. We have big body guys for the outside. Sure hands, played in big games. He's not going to be afraid of the moment. Oh, man. This is actually more difficult uh, than I thought it would be, especially because of the no upsets thing. So I'm I'm gonna go with JMS in the second round, and then so okay. I'm gonna get rid of the this, even though it would be easier if I didn't do that, but I'm gonna go offensive tackle center first round second mm-hmm. round, uh, and then in the fourth, I, I just can't imagine so many offensive picks in a row. Uh, if Byron Young is not there from Alabama, I could kind of see them. Maybe if Tyler Lacey is still there, the defensive tackle from uh, O State. Oklahoma State, maybe, yeah. but like you said, the kid from Texas, uh, Moro Ojoma, I, I, I could, I can maybe see him get get grabbing one of them there. If it's me, I'm going Jaden Reed or Yashova, but I know the Jets are going to want to go defensive tackle. I'm gonna, I'll, you know what, man, I'll, I'll grab Byron Young. I feel like it's yeah. not a crazy upset for him to be there. I'll grab Byron Young from Alabama. You can't say anything. He's defensive tackle from Alabama. You know, we went wide offensive first two picks. Leave me alone. I feel like that's what be Joe Douglas's idea there. And round five, if any of the wide receivers did make it, Rashi Rice, Yusova, or Jaden Reed, I would go there. Jordan Battle, like you're saying he's not going to be there either. Uh, that's would be my pick. I'm going to go for he's. I was laughing because you're talking about the, the guy from Michigan as – playing in the college football for like what feels like 10 years. I feel like Voorhees has been the guard. Yeah. <laughs> He's played every single position on the offensive line for the last decade, I feel like, at USC. Uh, so I-, I would go with him, just a, a weathered offensive lineman coming out of the NFL <laughs> draft. And then at this point, we, w- we wouldn't have addressed, sa- as addressed our safety position. I would have to go Jason Taylor from Oklahoma State at safety. Yep. He-, he had a pretty good year. But, dude, you know where my heart is. You know I want Dwayne McBride or Tajay Spears. You know I want one of them. And if not, if there's no running back there, I'm down to take Mo Ibrahim as an undrafted free agent, especially because I got JMS. Like, take 
you know, sign him up, put him behind his center, and just he'll be our new Bam Knight. Everyone's going to be like, where'd this guy come from? I can't wait for that. Moen Reem is an absolute monster. He's undersized, just like Bam Knight. He's going to be a beast. So I'm excited about all that. Shout out to Michael Widmer. Yo, let's go Knicks. Yo, let's go Rangers, baby. Um, Dude, let's wrap. I- let's wrap. Wrap us up because I got I got some Knicks and Rangers questions for you. Yeah, yeah. Hit me with your Knicks and Rangers questions. I'll be at the NFL draft uh, at MetLife on Thursday. We got Wednesday game five Knicks. MetLife on Thursday, and then we got back to the Garden on Friday for game six. So. Um, it should be interesting time. I know the Rangers are, are filled in. It was absolute blasphemy uh, that the Rangers and the Knicks had a game at the same time. That should be absolutely illegal against the rules. Uh, so somebody should be uh, reprimanded for that. Um, but at the same exact time, we're going to have the same time as a draft. We're going to have the Rangers game. So hopefully they have yeah. it on at MetLife. It is Jersey. It is versus New York. We'll see how that goes. What are your questions, man? What do you got? What do you got for me? How far do you see the Knicks going in the playoffs this season? What's going on with Giannis Atatakumpo? He'll be back after the first round. They're going to beat the Heat without Giannis? Yeah. If he's absolutely healthy with Chris Middleton, the Knicks, if we lose in... Six, that would be uh, six or seven. That would be an amazing season, but it would probably be in five. If Milwaukee is fully healthy, Milwaukee, and and you're telling me they're going to beat the Heat and they're fully healthy, then they're going to beat the Knicks in five. But I don't think that's the case. I agree. I agree. I'm so nervous about this first round. You said your panic meter is at like six right now. I feel like I'm more on seven or eight, but we'll we'll see how this game game three goes. Yeah, just because we look so good, I feel like in the first 10 minutes, even the first quarter, I feel like we look so like I was like, oh, my God, we're about to come out and win game two in Cleveland. Like, this is about to be an easy season. See you later, Donovan Mitchell. And then all of a sudden it just, yeah, just a flips uh, switch flipped and it was just not easy. It was hard. We are running into each other. I mean, Jalen Brunson got hit in the face or I, I don't know, six times. Julius Randle goes down with two minutes left when we're down by 25 because Tom Thibodeau is still our fucking coach, and I don't understand it. You know, it's just shit like that that drives me crazy. Mitch Robinson's falling all over the ground. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, Greg, I want to tell you a little secret here. Tom Thibodeau got coach of the year votes. (laughs) Don't tell me why he's the coach of this team. I get, though, what you're saying. He, you know, he had Derrick Rose in late. He has Randle in late. I totally feel you. I don't agree with it either. However, my panic meter is just, it's ridiculous to win two games on the road to start a series. That is ridiculous. Like, yeah, uh, we, have, we had a terrible second quarter and we, we never recovered. Even to the point where Randall punched Jalen Brunson in the face. We knew what the referee <laughs> was going to be about. That's, that's what makes my panic meter a little bit higher. It's just because I feel like we looked like we forgot how to play basketball in the <laughs> second half. Like, that was crazy. Um. How far did you see the Rangers going this postseason? Like, what would be a successful Rangers season? All right. Well, let me just one one last thing about the Knicks is yeah, I'm more concerned about IQ picking it back up at home, being the sixth man. Everyone knows the 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 playoffs, especially it's all about the bench. 
Sure. Right. So Garland went off and all that stuff. They had a nice time game two. I think that's when IQ is going to go off. RJ Barrett, different story. Uh, I'm 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 afraid every time he touches the ball, I'm literally cringing, Greg. I don't know what to do. Uh, I know I've been yelled at all year for for multiple years about being an RJ hater. Yes, yes, I'm a hater. When he shoots a if three, he doesn't go terrible. to the, if he to me if he ta- if he takes a shot and it's not by going to the basket, it's a bad possession. Like just stop shooting, just go to the basket, try to make something happen. Stop shooting the ball, R.J. Barrett. That's my takeaway from R.J. Barrett's offense. <laughs> it's crazy. Just be Russell yeah. Westbrook. You can't score. Just do everything else, and he's not yeah. doing anything else. Garland absolutely killed him. So yep. do something. All right. NHL playoffs, best playoffs in the world, even better than Incredible. NFL, even better than NBA. Somehow, some way, NHL playoffs never disappoints. We're going to beat the Devils. I had him in seven, but, dude, at this point, the Devils are deviling. Like, I, I I don't know. Maybe they're yeah. maybe they're fraud. So I don't know. It depends how it goes. To, I have it in I had the Rangers in seven. I took that as plus twelve thousand. I did exactly yeah. exactly series by game by game. <laughs> uh I have the Devils winning the next two. Uh but I have Rangers in seven. I think the Rangers are gonna win in less than that, to be honest with you. Okay. Let me ask you this. Are the Islanders gonna put up a fight against the Canes or are the Canes just no. unbelievable? Okay. No. So so the the Canes are not gonna lose at home. So it's gonna be Canes in seven against the Rangers in round two. That I, I I went to every single game last year in the playoffs. I watched it happen. The Cal I, I was I've been chasing the Hurricanes personally all year because of my division bets on the Rangers. For sure, <laughs> like uh, we can't beat the Canes at home, in, in, especially in the playoffs. So if the Canes are there, if it's Rangers Canes, it's going to go seven, and we'll see what happens. We'll see if Patrick Kane can pick it up. I'll be an eternal optimist. Is this so a successful got... season? What's the shame? I and mean, we we lost to the second best team in the whole league, and they're the you know they're the best team in our division. They've crushed everyone. Yeah, uh, I, I don't see a I don't see a I don't see a problem with losing to the Canes. I don't see a problem with losing to the Lightning. I don't see a problem with losing to the Bruins. If we're losing to any of those three teams, like it's good. That's why it's the same with the Knicks. If the Knicks yeah. lose to the if the Knicks lose to the Bucks. The Celtics, or honestly, I don't even know about Philly. I think I would be really pissed. But if they lose to any of those three, and Boston yeah. can beat them too. But like, if they lose to those three teams, there's no shame in it. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, like, yeah, we made it to the top three teams. They're the top three team. There's nothing we can do. You know, that's all right. The so, way it- so you have Rangers losing in seven in the second round. The Knicks losing in five, we'll say, in the second the, round to the healthy Bucks. To the healthy Bucks. I just don't think that's the case. 100 healthy. Yeah, exactly. We'll series. see. Yeah, but in your what scenario, are you? What are you like more confident in actually happening? The the Rangers making it to seven against the against the Carolina, or the Knicks making it past Cleveland and getting one against a completely healthy box? Oh, I'm one hundred percent certain that the Knicks are going to get past Cleveland and, and win one and win one game against the box. Okay, that I, I'm I'm actually. The only thing I'm nervous about, to be honest with you, when it comes to the Knicks, is will they hold their home field advantage? Yeah, it's not even. It's not even a will they win the series. Is because even if we lose one, then we. I think I still think we could win one in Cleveland. But it just becomes like that's when everything becomes like pressurized. Sure. I just want them to win the home games. Like win game three. Win ga- game four is a matinee, dude. Game four is a one yeah. o'clock start on Sunday in the garden. Ricky Rubio is going to have 65 points. I've seen it happen in my face when it with, <laughs> with Cleveland. I'm, like, I am so nervous about the one o'clock Sunday game. We're not going to be ready. We're not going to be up. We're going to be yep. still at the chase lounge. We're going to be trying to find a bar. 
Like, no one's going to be ready at 1 o'clock on Sunday. So I'm actually nervous about that part. But, dude, if the Knicks just keep their home field, win game three on Friday, Friday night, Knicks, 8.30 p.m. start, wild late start. Yeah. Sunday, 1 p.m., wild early start, win that game, then it's it's all good. Lose game six. I mean, lose game five, come home, win game six. But you lose game five, you lose game six, and you tell me Knicks in seven, I'm worried, bro. I'm worried about, about that Cleveland game. But we'll get there when we get there. What are your thoughts real quick? What do you think about the Knicks series? What do you think about the Rangers series? And get us out of here. I'm more worried about the Knicks than I am the Rangers. I think that the Rangers can sneak one against Carolina and get that series. I, I, I don't want to talk like this series that we're in now is a done deal after one game. But I, I like the way we match up. I think we're more physical than uh, the Devils kind of expected. Or like they like to play. They like to play fast. We're not that type of team. We're going to slow you down. We're going to beat you up. Um, so I think we get past the Devils. I think we can sneak past Carolina and do Boston losing 6-3 to, to freaking Florida, who barely made it into the playoffs last night at home. Fans were leaving with eight minutes left in the game. Uh, they looked a little susceptible. So I don't know. I have more confidence in the Rangers getting it done and making a move to the Eastern Conference Finals than I do with the the, the Knicks. Wait, make it you, you you're more confident of the of the Rangers making the Eastern Conference Finals than, than the Knicks winning round one? Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. I bet Look, that way. I have some bets with the with the Knicks in the first round, but I have a lot of bets with the Rangers making it to the Eastern Conference final and making it to the Stanley Cup. That's all wild. I mean, listen, it's the same old story for the Rangers. It's the Lightning and the and the, and the, and the uh, and the Canes if they get through Jersey. So it's not like you know these are revenge. These are revenge series, and we've added players. You know, what I mean, top players sure. in the league. So uh, you know, and and another year for Igor uh, of success. So I kind of get what you're saying, but dude, we are beating the Cleveland Cavaliers in. We beat them. Listen, dude, we have beaten them now. F- Four out of six times this whole year, it's fine. Yeah, like it, you yeah. know what I mean. Like I just, they won one yeah, game. To me, it's just it's just how the game looked. Game two that worries me. It was all the people on the floor, people banging into each other. Let me ask Jalen you this: Bruns getting hit in the face ten times and not getting any calls, getting poked in the eye. Just Let me worry. Ask you this. That stuff worries me. Let's be fair, and I want to know your take here. We'll get you out on this question. Are you yep. worried about the Lakers now that they lost to how they lost to Memphis with Dylan Brooks, no. and Michael Jordan? But that's the same no. thing. Well, no, it's not the same thing because Memphis are a bunch of punks. I hate Memphis so much. John Morant's hurt. John Morant's out. Anthony I don't Davis know what they getting stuffed yeah. at, at the dunk, bro. They look like they, yeah, they look dude, like LeBron James their powers. LeBron James wins game ones. I knew he was going to lose game two. He's gonna. They're going to close the series. They're going to win three and four at home, and then I won't be worried about it. I don't know if the Knicks could win three and four at home. I'm nervous about that. Knicks going to go up two one, and we'll talk. Yeah. All right, that wraps it up for the Jets episode with some Knicks and Rangers playoffs sprinkled in. Catch us on the Knicks episodes. Catch us on the Jets episodes. Knicks, Jets, ETC, period, on our YouTube. We have the Knicks playlist. We have the Jets playlist. We have the Winning Picks Weekly playlist. Shout out to Twitter, at Malika at KnicksJets, etc., at WinningPWeekly. Draft coming up. Let us know what you got in rounds four through six. Let us know what you got in rounds one and two. Let us know how you feel about Aaron Rodgers updates and how much you love WFAN, Craig Card, and Tiki Barber. Yeah. (laughs) And that's about it, Greg. Anything else? No, comment down below your favorite draft prospects. I would love to watch some more tape, learn about some more guys. We're one week away. 
from one of my favorite days of the year. I'm very excited for the NFL draft. It's a holiday, baby. And yes. the Knicks will be pre-game six, pre-closeout game six. Love it. We out. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.